Pulse 95 Live at the IGCF, discussing a future of better communication for behavioural change and human development. Behavioural change and human development, and this year we are back with lessons of the past and uh, we are looking at historic lessons future ambitions here at the international government communication forum down at the stadium of communication at the Sharjah expo now, the big talker guys we've had is storytelling and this is quite interesting because there is also a science behind it we heard of biological aspects of it earlier from our earlier speaker but now we have award-winning journalist, writer, William Storr. Thank you for joining us uh, this afternoon and uh, welcome to Sharjah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's, it's great that uh, you've talked about how you went down to the canal. Has it inspired you to write some more stories? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. It was, it was a lovely atmosphere down there last night. Yeah, very inspiring. Awesome. OK, now let's start talking about um, your presence here at the International Government Communication Forum. Uh, you've, we were looking forward to your session uh, later on today we believe and uh, talk to us about what the audience can expect from you today well uh, my my area is as you said the, the science of storytelling and the basic idea is that the brain is a storyteller that the, the human brain is the original storyteller and the stories that we tell for fun and go to the cinema to watch and watch on television they're, they're structured in the way that they are but because they're mimicking how the brain works so, so, so that, that's that's the basic idea and you uh, bring a very interesting perspective to this, uh, neuroscience, psychology. Could you talk to us about those aspects and how they apply to storytelling? Yeah, so, 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 so one of the things that psychologists know about the brain is that it's slightly delusional. So, so happy people are a bit, are a bit delusional. Um, and they're delusional because the brain is telling this story and it's a particular kind of story. And that story is that we're heroic. It, it, it likes to make its owner feel like we're kind of heroic. We're good people on a mission of, you know, a worthy mission out in the world. You know, those, uh, th th those are the plots of our lives. And, and so um, it, it's, it's slightly delusional and it's slightly irrational too. So, so, so we, we, we're irrationally positive about ourselves if we're, if we're healthy psychologically. Um, and, and this, of course, can lead, leads to lots of irrational beliefs because when we come across beliefs in the world that counteract the brain story we're very good at rejecting them and telling ourselves that they're not true and um, you know moving on from the art of storytelling to the role that governments can play and learn from this um, it, you know we, we've had this uh, this norm of press releases press statements but where can we use or the governments to be precise use storytelling as a, as a narrative to get their message across well I, I think the difference between storytelling and this conventional communication that governments often use is that is that conventional communication is, is, is about facts it's about data facts instructions it's very cold uh, and and that's not how the brain wants to communicate you know we think in stories we experience of our we experience our lives in stories and what that means is that it, it, it is it's emotional so what stories do is that is they take the facts and they connect and they make them emotional they say this is why the facts matter so, 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 so it's really about that kind of, you know, connect and respect, connecting with the people that you're um, communicating with and respecting the story they tell about the world. And, and if you can sort of connect with their story um, and respect it, then, then, then your chances of changing behavior and successfully influencing, you know, they're much higher. 
And how do you identify what your audience wants? Because, you know, for you to come over to Sharjah, now, if you were to write or even speak to uh, the, the, or the, the listeners or viewers or readers in Sharjah, uh, how do you differentiate and say, look, this is the way I'm going to communicate my message and this is how I'll connect with them? Well, if you're going to, you know, communicate with the intent of changing behaviour or persuading, so if you're a government or if you're in marketing, you need to research. You know, you need to find out what what stories are the people I'm trying to communicate with. What stories are they telling? How do they experience the world? Who are their heroes? Who are their villains? What are the values that they want to heroically fight for? So you have to kind of research it. You have to listen to them, listen to the language that they speak in, listen to the stories they that they tell each other. Um, and I think that that's the way in. That, that That's the way into understanding who they are yeah. and how to change them. And you've cited several elements. I heard heroes, villains. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit more about the elements that make for a compelling story, the things that people all around the world are drawn to, the very foundations of that? Yeah, the, 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 the basic is, if you think about how, how the brain experiences reality, there's a, there's a famous uh, neuroscientist called Chris Frith who says the brain's job is to make us feel like the invisible actor at the center of the world. So that's a story, and it's the same, and it's the same story that you might go and see James Bond starring in. He's the actor at the center of that world. So, 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 and so, you know, compelling stories often have this kind of actor who, who, who's out in the world, pursuing great odds, overcoming obstacles, uh, winning victories, suffering losses. So, so really it's the basic elements of a human life mm. is the basic yeah. elements of a great story. Can and you, do we, one more question. Sure, like, sure. In terms of those, those elements, the ones we're drawn to, do they lend themselves to truth more often than not? Or do, is it not something that is reflected in reality? Those, those archetypes, the heroes, the conventional narrative structure, are, are those, do those things lend themselves to truth? Or do you try to find ways to come out of those in a way? Well, they, they don't lend themselves to the truth. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean story, stories are never fully true. I mean, uh, the, the, one of the reasons the brain thinks in stories is because reality is far too complex for us to understand. It's chaotic, it's confusing. Uh, there's too much data, um, so, so it simplifies uh, and, and it also motivates us. You know, right. that heroic stories, w w w rather than people disagreeing and good people disagreeing, right. it, it turns one into a hero and one into a villain, and that motivates us to change and fight. And, and so the brain's also wanting to motivate us with stories. So stories um, uh, can be very dangerous because they're, you know, they're, they're never fully true. How do you rein that in, though? Because uh, during the talks at the IGCF, they're talking about accurate truthful communication but when you when you when you tell it in a story you have to leave things out as well is that something you emphasize in your uh, in your books and work and also your your discussion to 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 stress the truth yeah so so, so, so so you can do this and I think I think really good journalists know how to do this really yeah. good documentarians know how to do this where they will yeah, they will play with you. So, so, so the story will open and it will give you one half of the truth. And you think, oh, I know what the truth is. I know who the heroes and the villains are. And then they'll flip it and they go, but this is the other side of the story. Oh. And then so it, it, and it's like in a great um, uh, uh, you know, murder mystery. One minute you think one person did it, the next you think time you person did another person do it. And journalists can do the same thing. You know, in my journalism career, I've tried to do that where you, 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 yeah, you, you show both sides of the story, but you do it in a way that's kind of entertaining and kind of thrilling to people. Because actually, I thought this person was the hero, but now I think that you know, now they're the villain. So, can you take us through uh, through the uh, the process of crafting a good story? Um, before you you actually do it, what are the factors that you're looking into, and how do you become impactful to the listener of the story? 
well, for the audience. I, I think it's those basic. I think it's those basic archetypes. You know, you, you want to. You want your hero to be somehow relatively low status and somehow um, flawed in some way, mm-hmm. uh, be- because when they overcome their obstacles and, and achieve their victory, you're cheering for them and you're going, yes, you know, because yeah. I think that that, that hero, we, we relate to, the, to, to that person. Everybody, if they, if you're psychologically healthy, the story your brain's telling you is that I, I, I'm, you know. I deserve more. Mm-hmm. I deserve more status. I deserve a victory. I'm actually a good person, and I'm on this. So, so we really relate to, to people who are, who come across like that in their, you know, flawed but well-meaning characters. And then when they get their rewards, we feel that's us in a way, and so we cheer them on. So mm-hmm. I, I think those are the basic, those are the basic patterns that you're looking for. Whether right. it's journalism, you know, lots of journalistic stories about low-status people being badly treated by high-status people. Mm-hmm. That's storytelling. I like uh, when we talk, st- when we do your stories and when we have our conversations, I like asking very unfair questions. <laughs> so I'd like to speak to you about uh, who your heroes are. What, what is it, the source of inspiration for you? What, what kind of a story or an incident do you look for to, to get inspired and say, you know what, this is going to be my story? What, what, when I'm looking for stories to write about, yes. yeah, well, well, I, I think it is those patterns. So, so as a journalist, what you're, you know, the stories that I'm always looking for are there's two things. One is, could this be a Hollywood movie? You know, has it got that? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, 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 has it got those basic elements of people struggling and you know fighting and overcoming? But, but, but fundamentally, stories are about change. Are about people changing. So wherever you've got a person that's been through a really meaningful change, and in one minute they were this person, and the next minute they were that person, then that's a story. So, so that's, what, that's what you're really looking for, uh, fundamentally, is, is, is meaningful moments of change. And any particular moment you'd say, this was the biggest change, and I never saw this coming at all. Well, in my life? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or people you've interviewed or people you've come across? Yeah, I mean, the, the, of the people that I've interviewed, the, the, the most impressive ones are, are the, the, there's not many people who um, go, go through transformations of belief mm. where, 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 where they, 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 they change their mind. They're very rare. And there was one guy that I look up to called Mark Linus who... Um, was a big eco-warrior in the UK, very anti-nuclear campaigner, but a really like high-profile one. And then he um, started reading the science on um, uh, genetically modified food because he was he was a big um, he was a big uh, campaigner against GM food, and he changed his mind. And and in doing so, he lost all his friends. He was publicly attacked, but he said, "No, this is the truth, and I I, I was wrong." So so those are my heroes because they're very rare. You know, you don't often find them. <laughs> Digging more into this, was there a story, a particular story that changed your life? A story that changed my life? Um, well, I, I suppose I can think, yeah. Just th- one. Yeah, just one. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so probably the, the, the story that's affected me most was, was a story that I wrote um, about um, male survivors of uh, sexual violence in East Africa. Because, mm-hmm. so, so, you know, we usually, we're used to hearing stories about female right, mm-hmm. survivors. Yeah. But, but, but I didn't know there were lots and lots of male survivors in East Africa. Mm-hmm. And because they're men, they don't get help. You know, mm-hmm. the, the UN aren't interested in them. Charities aren't interested in them. They're, they're, they're sent away with just to, uh, over-the-counter painkillers. So, so I wrote a story on that. And, and, and that, 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 that changed my life in, in the sense that... that, that um, it just yeah, I, I guess it just changed my understanding of the world. That that, that was the story that um, on my deathbed that I, I remember because 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 it really was. I, I thought it was, and the, the men that I met were so brave. It was quite an extraordinary, especially in a country like Africa, to talk about 
being a survivor of sexual violence. These are very brave men who've been treated very badly, uh, especially by the West. Mm-hmm. That's very true. No, it's, uh, there's lots of uh, uh, interesting points to take back and uh, lots to learn uh, from this discussion. I'm sure there's lots more to learn when we've got your session uh, later on. So once again, a reminder of when can people come and join your session? Uh, it starts at 2.15 this afternoon. OK, so if you're driving around Dubai at the moment or even in Sharjah, plenty of time to get on down and uh, come on over to the Expo Centre and uh, join in the discussion. Well, we hope you've got, you get plenty more strolls around the uh, the Corniche as well as the canal here in the Emirates of Sharjah. Uh, William Storr, thank you very much for joining us no, this thank afternoon. You. Thanks for your great questions. Well, stay with us on the afternoon modulus of IGCF. <laughs> this is IGCF Live here uh, from the Expo Centre Sharjah. We'll be right back after some more musical entertainment. Pulse 95 Live from the International Government Communication Forum.